Welcome everyone, this is the DFS Bomb. All right, let's get into this upcoming Thursday night game here, this showdown slate, the Battle of LA. We've got the Clippers versus the Lakers going at it. Super excited about this game. We have on FanDuel, it's $100,000 for first. I think it's even a little bit more on DraftKings. Normally these games, um, first place might be like say 10 grand, maybe 25,000 at the most, but with the NBA starting back up, they, they bumped up uh, that dollar amount. So yeah, super excited about it. And these uh, games are really kind of my area of specialty. If you've uh, followed me, um, you know, you can go on our Instagram uh, page, DFS bomb. You can see a lot of the winnings I've had in uh, the NFL and the NBA single game slate. So very profitable for me playing those games in 2019 and uh, so far in 2020. So, all right, guys, let's uh, jump right into it. And basically what we're going to do here, if you're newer to this game, is that we're picking five players, and they're going to fall into these different slots. And on FanDuel, what we have is the is the MVP, the All-Star, the All-Pro, and then your utility spots. And so the number one spot in the all uh, the MVP, they're going to get two times their fantasy points. The second spot is 1.5. The third spot's 1.2. And then utility just get their normal fantasy spots. Now on DraftKings, what they do is they're actually going to take their salary and they're going to multiply the salary. Um, so the the strategy or the approach is a little bit different because you have to try to fit, fit some guys in at these different price tags. So from me, I typically play on FanDuel. That's where I really, really do well with it. So I'm probably going to be more talking in those terms with uh, with how I do my strategy. But all in all, I think that, that basically that same approach is going to work for DraftKings just as well. So that being said is what I am excited about is, in my mind, the top spots, um, they're relatively clear as far as who's going to be uh, in that MVP. And... And it's going to be one of four players. It'll be LeBron, Anthony Davis, Leonard, or Paul George. And I probably would really lean towards it probably being James or Davis just because uh, they're so integral to the team. And then from there, we kind of fall into those other spots going down into the MVP. Uh, or excuse me, the, the uh, all-star spot will be with those four guys. And the way it works out is those guys can even go down into that third spot as well. And if you even take the top three guys, LeBron, Anthony, and Kawhi, as far as their point projections in for the year, I'll back up. LeBron and Anthony have both averaged 52 points for the year. Leonard has averaged 47 and George 36. So that's kind of where I'm going with my thought process. And uh, this one, I'll probably max out with 150 entries. Um, normally, I might do, I don't know, just kind of depends on the matchup. Normally, I don't necessarily do 150, but in this case, there's so much money on the line. Um, I think it makes sense. So, uh, and there's literally like thousands of thousands of combinations that you can do with these players, but I'm probably going to start off with those top two spots, really just being LeBron and Anthony. And then I get down to that second spot, that player pool will be LeBron, Anthony, uh, Davis, Leonard, and I'll probably throw George. But if I feel like I'm might not have room, I might just keep George in that third rung with all those four players. And that's how I'm going to start off. Normally, that third rung would be relegated to the people like a Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, um, you know, and 
I would say normally for this game, like before, uh, you know, the break with the coronavirus, it'd probably be those guys would be great candidates to be in there. But right now, Lou Williams is going to play. I'm sure you guys had heard about uh, that uh, somewhat controversial thing. Um, he had to leave the bubble for a very good reason. Uh, unfortunately, I had to go to his grandfather's funeral, which is, uh, you know, a, f- a feel for the guy. Shout out to him and his family. Uh, but then he had stopped and picked up some food. And apparently it was at a strip club or something like that. Um, I don't think he like actually went in the club, but I think they've got this like restaurant separate of it. But anyway, I think he's got to sit out like the next two games or something like that. So he's going to be scratched. Uh, Harrell has not played yet. He is game time decision. Another guy that might fall in that third spot is a guy like Patrick Beverly as well. And he's another game time decision. So I don't even think I'm going to really mess with those guys. And the way it works out is even if you just take the top three guys being LeBron, Davis, and Leonard, regardless of what positions you have them in, they're going to take up $45,500 of a $60,000 salary cap on FanDuel. So that gives you $14,500 left over to play with. And with that, we can fit in some really nice players in there. And those are going to be guys that you can fit in like a – like I think a Javal McGee is a candidate to have a good game. He's going to be 7,500 and that still leaves you with enough money to go down here and have guys like your KCP, Alex Caruso, um, you know, and then even if you take out like a guy, say like Kawhi Leonard and you put Paul George in there instead of Kawhi, that allows you to go up and get a guy like Zubak. And uh, especially if Harrell isn't playing, Zubak plays some more minutes. Him and Javal McGee, phenomenal players. Um, and what I like about this uh, tool here, I'm using Draft Dashboard, my main research tool. You can go here and you can sort by your points per minute. And that's where we can try to find some of these guys that are going to play a little bit more minutes, like Javal McGee, uh, 1.22 fantasy points per minute. It's very good. Uh, Deion Waiters is another guy. Zubak, like I mentioned, he's down in here. Um, Dwight Howard. So that's really kind of what we have in here is, uh, in my mind, like you definitely have got a clear cut of who your top guys are. And like I say, I'm basically just keeping in those top three spots. It's going to be basically just our studs. And then I'm going to round it out. And then with some of these mid-tier guys um, and like I mentioned, I think like Danny Danny Green, KCP. Let's see what Danny Green's salary is at here. Yeah, he's only seven thousand. Um, and uh, yeah, I just lost my train of thought there for a quick sec. But anyhow, with KCP and. Uh, Avery Bradley, that's where I was going to go with all this. So Avery Bradley used to be the starter. He's out, so there's going to be some more minutes. Rondo's another guy, not really a starter, but he's out. So that's where I'm looking at. Caruso stepping up to take those minutes along with KCP probably playing a little bit more minutes. Danny Green. Now here's where it's going to get a little bit interesting is I think over time that Deion Waiters or J.R. Smith are going to step up and probably be part of that rotation. It's just a matter of who it's going to be and how they're going to work it. So something I've been doing on the side here is keeping track of the minutes in the preseason game. And 
what I'm going to do here is I got these spreadsheets for all the teams and I have it broken down by the preseason. And I didn't do the fancy points just because that was hard to do. I'd have to basically calculate it. And I just honestly didn't. Sorry, I took a ton of time and I don't want to get that deep into it. But once the season is going, it'll be easier for me to get the fancy points. I'm going to track their minutes. So we're going to be able to see it by the regular season, which is going to lead us into the playoffs. And it's just such a crazy year that I think when we mine some of these lesser known guys, um, just be given the situation of the coronavirus and the break and the, these rotations, it's almost like we're just starting the year brand new to some degree. And with that being said, there might be some opportunities, um, to maybe get some big wins by trying to find some of these guys, uh, that aren't playing a whole lot. So, or that had it, but now all of a sudden are in the rotation. So right here with going back to the Lakers, they're going to be starting LeBron Davis, assuming Davis, he did poke his eye. He, he didn't practice last, you know, today, but I'm pretty sure he'll be playing Thursday. We've got Javal McGee, Danny Green, KCP. So that's your guys. And then from there, Kuzma is playing pretty good minutes. We have Caruso. Of course, uh, Dwight Howard's another guy that's going to fall into that, that category. And then from there, it's going to be hard to distinguish with like a Markeith Morris, uh, Cook might come in and play a little bit minutes of point guard with Rondo out, J.R. Smith, and there's Deion Waiters. But again, I think the guys that you can really kind of count on that are going to be the mainstays off the bench would be this is, uh, I guess this, it's going to probably be more of an eight-man rotation. I look at it with the Lakers as far as like playing the bulk of the minutes, even though they've already alluded to in some of those games, I might go 10-11 deep. Um, so the eight-man rotation outside of that starters, that's Kuzma, Caruso, and Howard. Makes sense. Kuzma can play a lot of different positions. Caruso can play your point guard or off guard spot. And, of course, Howard is your center. Him and McGee are going to switch up there. And then at times they may throw Anthony Davis in there if they're going to go with a little bit smaller lineup. Um, so that's really where my focus will probably be in the beginning. And then over time it will start to shake out once we get some more games on there about how it's going to look between J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters and Cook. I expect Smith and Waiters will probably sneak in there a little bit um, just to help out on the wing. Uh, both of those guys would look pretty good. Um, both of those guys are some offensive threats as well too. But again, I don't really see them probably being too impactful. Now let's jump over here to the Clippers and with them right now, they're going to be looking at starting Leonard, Marcus Morris, not Markeith, but Marcus Zubak, Paul George and Reggie Jackson. Uh, Reggie Jackson's another guy because normally he, he wouldn't be in the rotation as much. Well, again, I'll back up real quick. That's assuming that Landry Shamat's not going to play. He may play. Same thing with Patrick Beverly. So we do need to keep an eye out on that. If those guys aren't playing and Reggie Jackson does start, I'm really excited about him. I'm going to do another main slate video. And I know on that one, uh, or I did a first look, but on the main slate one, um, his price is really cheap um, for the point guard spot. <coughs> Excuse me. So, and anyhow, that's a guy that you could potentially look at. Now, normally I would mention like Harrell would be a guy coming off the bench, would have huge minutes, but not sure what's really going on with him right now. So if he's not going to play, the big men that the Clippers have off the bench, they had started uh, uh, Joaquim Noah when Zubak had sat out a couple games. And so 
If Harrell's not there, you could look at Fernoa coming off the bench. J. Michael Green's another big man that you could potentially see coming off there, along with Patrick Patterson. They got Terrence Magruder, uh, man. So these are kind of the minutes. And now Lou Williams normally, of course, would be their main guy. But like I mentioned, um, he is uh, not going to be playing those first two games. So definitely, definitely keep an eye on that game report. But like I say, I'm not really looking at those guys as play. And even if they are playing just with the way that their salary works out, um, and I, I don't think that, you know, for example, I think Reggie Jackson, if those guys play, he's probably going to play more minutes just because they haven't been practicing. Um, or at the very least, they're going to play similar minutes. So in my mind, you know, Jackson's much cheaper. So it's just one of those weird things. I guess luckily they they probably would have been in play just given the way that the salaries are working out in this. But in this case, the fact that they're even questionable to play kind of takes them out of the, I think, out of the mix of the running, um, at least for me. So going back here, yeah, let's see. Um, I think that's that's it for the most part. Um, as far as the guys, it's like, and that's why I mentioned when it's kind of cut and dry. Um, now, usually it is a little bit interesting that we do have so many superstars. Normally it's a game where, you know, like the Lakers, outside of most teams, unless they're playing like, you know, like say the Mavericks where they've got uh, Luka or some other team with like a superstar, normally it's like the top spots, uh, the top two spots, it's going to be LeBron or Anthony Davis. Um, and then the third spot, there's usually this bigger pool of people that it might be. And then you've got our utilities. So, and that's where the variation usually lies is like, who's going to take that third spot and then all the utilities button to here, we've got maybe a little bit more variable variability in the top spots because we're superstar heavy, but we can still fit those guys into those top spots. And then still have got, uh, it just given that some of these role players that normally don't play big minutes are going to be playing bigger minutes. I think really felt, and that's going to be probably one of the winning lineups there. So I think that's pretty much it for now. Um, like I alluded to earlier, I'd, uh, going to come up with another main slate video here. I did an early look, but I was looking to see how some of those lineups were going to shake out, uh, by looking at some of these preseason games and whatnot. So I'm going to be doing that video probably later tonight or maybe even Wednesday, but, uh, anyhow, I'm just glad to be back here. So, uh, if you guys have not yet subscribed to the channel, please do that. Give a thumbs up to the video, help me grow. And then also any comments that you have. Why don't we uh, comment today whether you like to play on FanDuel or DraftKings. What's your favorite? Mine is personally FanDuel. And uh, that is it for now, guys. So anyhow, and if you do have any questions, you could leave those in the comments as well. And I'll do my best to get back with you. Same thing on Instagram as well. You can go, uh, like I mentioned earlier, you can go on Instagram. You can see a lot of the wins that I've had on there that I've posted going back to the fall and throughout uh, the fall of 2019 throughout 2020. So um, a lot of you guys probably heard me mention this before, but last year, $181,000 was the 1099 that I got from FanDuel. I'll later end up doing a video on that, but but that's basically all from playing single-game tournaments and winning those. So like I say, it's a nice area for me to play in, and I think you guys can have a lot of success in that area as well. So all right, guys, peace out, take care, and I'll talk to you soon.